Hello, lovers. Hey. Welcome to Love and a Romance Podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm Kristen. I want to start today with a text. <laughs> Are we not even going to discuss the topic? You're just going to start? You know Fine. what? Just jump right in. No, no. Just jump right in. Okay. Lean into it. Okay. All right. We're leaning into it. This episode brought to you by a text I received from Caitlin shortly before recording. Well, a couple days before. From Caitlin. She says, I swear every one of these hockey books uses the following expression multiple times. Quote, my cock twitches in anticipation. There's so much cock twitching. <laughs> there was an end quote somewhere in there. There was but, an end quote somewhere in there. Um, um, yeah, and then and then there's a long discussion about it <laughs> involving that. So, so we're talking about hockey. We're talking about hockey, and yeah, I also felt like there was a lot of dick twitching. There's so much dick twitching. In anticipation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. That, it, that sums up the episode. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing that's else to talk about. about. Yeah, <laughs> I asked my husband. He said that's not a thing. Yeah, I also asked my husband about it, and he said, "Yeah, what do you say?" He said that's the wrong word to use, but he gets what they're going for. Well, what was the, what's the right word? He to didn't use? say. So I'm just as confused. We need a follow up question. Yeah. Well, Josh's first question to me when I asked him that, he said, <laughs> "I said totally without any context at all." I said, "Hey, do dicks twitch in anticipation? Like if you see." <laughs> a boob like does that <laughs> just a single boob out in the wild uh, yeah i was like does that happen if you like see a sexy boob set of set of boobs across the room and he was like do you mean when it's soft like it's twitching from a soft position and i was like i don't i That's guess what I, said. So. I was like twitching. it's out of nowhere yes it's like twitching as in hey we're waking up a little bit yeah it's like hello but it's anyway we don't get it this is a lot of uh there's a lot of deep topics on this episode yes completely okay so should we do our nails real quickly before we get yeah. into the themes of yeah coffee? okay yes if you've been listening you know that we theme our nail polish around the episode because we're nail polish obsessed why not yes so what are you wearing this week caitlin i am wearing the color naughty or ice which relates to hockey and also is very appropriate for one of the books we're going to read. Um, well, no, it's really all of them, but they're all naughty. But I feel like both of our colors, we were specifically thinking of Heated Rivalries, which is one of the books we're Heated going Rivalry. to Heated Rivalry. Heated Rivalry. I can't, I always get the plurals wrong. But yeah, it's sort of like a shimmery, shimmer, which is like a beige, not even a beige. It's like a pinky. It's, it's pinkish. It's a shimmering iridescent pink. We always have our Instagram stories updated yes. with uh, our most recent nails, but. What are you wearing, Kristen? I'm wearing Russian Navy in honor of one of my favorite book boyfriends ever, Ilya Rosanoff. In Heated Rivalry. In Heated Rivalry. You're right. Mm-hmm. And it is a navy, but it's kind of like shiny. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. It's really nice. Okay. So <sighs> let's get into it. Why do we love hockey romance? Oh my God. So many reasons. So sports romance in general is really fun because they have an excuse for how good they look. <laughs> Like you know what you're gonna say, like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, like you know, in romance books, it'll be like, oh, he's a a supercomputer nerd, and he owns this company, and he's a billionaire, and even though he works 24 hours a day, his body is rock solid, and he has muscles. And I'm like, he has the body of Idris Elba. Just yeah, I'm like, bro, he doesn't go to the gym. He doesn't have time. <laughs> he, he sits at his desk, and then all he's day. eating fries. I'm like, this is not realistic. But in these books. The hockey players, this is their life, and you see them working out, and you see them spending time on themselves, and then you get to be like, oh, it's reasonable that you describe their body this way. That they'd have the six-pack. Yeah. Yeah. There's also just a lot of really good stuff. Like, 
I don't know. You you go next. You can say. Well, I would say, (laughs) why do we love hockey romance? I think that they're just really fun. Like you can definitely read angsty hockey romance. I've never read a dark hockey romance. They just tend to be a little bit lighter. I think sports romance is just like one of the major subcategories of contemporary romance. They can be rom-coms. They could be a little bit more serious, but overall they're pretty light. They're fun. They can get very steamy. Very steamy. I will say we talked about doing this as just a sports romance and there's tons of sports romances books that I love, but hockey is like a weird subgenre. I know. It's a niche. so populated, but there are so many So books, many. And they're all these series. Like I went on Kindle and I tried to find, I just wanted to find random ones of authors I hadn't heard of before. And there were all these series. It would be like the Briarwood Ice Kings and it'd be like five books and then it was like the Seattle whatevers and like eight books and it's just yeah I had no idea so I what I really want to do in preview for this episode is also actually go to a hockey game because I've never been I still think we should do that we can talk about it like at a future feel the love Friday but I did not realize like hockey like I'm not a sports person but I didn't realize hockey was like a big mm-hmm. sports deal over like football or something else and maybe it's not maybe it's like exclusive to the romance genre which then begs the question like why hockey like what is specifically attractive about this sport that it gets seemingly like so much more play as a plot line well i don't yeah i don't know so first of all i think hockey is probably more popular in in like canada than it is in the states but it, it is popular in the states i know josh my husband he likes hockey that's his favorite sport to watch and i've never seen it but it feels like it's a very violent game so I don't really, I, I wouldn't It's a lot of grunting. It's true. It's a lot of similar, yeah, it's fitting. But, but so I, it could say football too. But, it, but it wouldn't be my initial, if I was going to write a sports romance, I probably wouldn't initially think of a hockey player as the prime. Like before I had started reading these, I wouldn't have thought of a hockey player as like the prime male hero yeah. to include. So, you know, there is a, I wouldn't even call it a term of art, but the word puck bunny is used a lot, mm-hmm. which if that's an unfamiliar term for you, it's. I, I kind of think of it like a, a groupie who follows a band, but like a woman who's like super into fucking hockey players, yeah. <laughs> essentially, and yeah. hanging on them. But I don't think, can't think of like another sport that has like a a term of usage for that, like people who follow yeah. football players or baseball players. And also, I don't know if a puck bunny is an actual term of usage or if it's a romance hockey book term of usage yeah i also can't get a good read on whether it's derogatory or not because some books it seems like they're like that's just what they are and that's what they call them and then in other books it seems offensive but i will say i haven't read any hockey books where there's a female heroine who is a puck bunny it's always somebody who's yeah. like decidedly not yes. into hockey and then suddenly they meet this person like oh look at you you like yeah i mean yeah let's talk about that because there is always a lot of hero worship in sports romance and definitely mm-hmm. in hockey romance where the male hockey player is, you know, lauded and the golden boy and, you know, the best at what he does. He's probably the best in bed and he's used to people fawning over him, even if he's not cocky and arrogant about it, which a fair number of these main characters are. But like oftentimes there's some kind of narrative, whether it's like primary or just kind of floating out there where like the female main character or the other main character, I could say, because there's a lot of MM hockey romances does not think they're hot shit. And the hockey player's like, oh, how different. Yeah, how novel that you are <laughs> this is intriguing. at my feet. Yes. Yeah. Of course, that leads down the road to a sentiment that's often in romances, which I don't really like, which is the, you know, you're not like other girls. Mm-hmm. You're so different, yeah. which has its own host of problems. Yeah, I do think the hockey trope really lends itself to that because yeah. you have this, like, category of women 
that you can compare to the main female character yeah. if there's one. And they're often, um, like, the male character hockey players are often pretty slutty. At least most of them. We'll actually talk about some that aren't. Mm-hmm. So we have read some where the hockey players are in the pros, and then we read some where they're in college or, like, you know, gearing up towards going to play in the pros. And one of the themes is, like, overbearing parents. And that could be, if they're in high school or college, that's, like, your parent is literally, like, showing up to your games. And that could be a main feature and could be part of the issue that the main hockey player has. But even if you're in the pros, there's always parent issues, I feel like, in these books. It's yeah. either, like, the parent who's, like, I need you to be the best hockey player and I'm going to really, like, breathe down your neck. Or you have the parents who are, like, why are you playing hockey and giving up, you know. We've yeah, why don't you do something real with your life? Our whole family is investment bankers and you're a hockey player. And yes. why are you doing that? Yes. I feel like that's a very common thing. There is a lot of parental pressure one way or the other there seems to be Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so on to something a little more fun as I was reading all these books I took down notes of things that I kept seeing repeated even though I mean I will say like I love the books we read so uh, this is not bashing hockey romance at all I just thought this was funny as they came up a lot so number one they're always hungry (laughs) these players I swear there is a scene in every single book I read that was like the male hockey player and the the other lead female or male they go out to eat and the hockey player orders like a burger and a grilled cheese and a caesar salad and three orders of fries and two milkshakes and the other person is like how can you possibly eat all that like i play hockey i'm always hungry like i thought that was so funny and question which i'll repeat at the end are you actually that hungry are you a hockey player please tell me do you consume four thousand calories in a meal and if so is it burgers or is it like something actually healthy i do feel like i've heard that about olympic athletes and professional athletes okay they true. To consume a lot but i also don't know if they'd be consuming like crap food like right, that, right or if they'd be getting that but i think if you need that many calories you can't just like drink green shakes but there are a lot of really successful vegan athletes so maybe you can i don't know that's true okay yeah, so know. anyway that was one thing the other thing i kept seeing is some scene where the hockey player is wearing a threadbare gray t-shirt and jeans, probably bare free. He probably mm-hmm. has like just opened the door mm-hmm. and the other main character is like taken aback. I'm like, wow, yeah. his hair is wet and just sweep back off his face. He's like fresh out of the shower. Yeah, there's a lot of fresh out of the shower. Fresh scenes. out of the shower yeah. in like a threadbare gray t-shirt that like, like that hugs his muscles. It, right. It always shows off. I'm like, that's not a casual t-shirt. Maybe it's too small. Why are you wearing a muscle tee <laughs> at home? No one wears a muscle tee at home. It's uncomfortable. I guess if you if your body looks like that, you would just walk around like you're a golden god. That's fine. I mean, I feel like a lot of them do in these books. I might walk around naked if I was a pro hockey player and I had that many muscles yeah, and yeah. I was a dude. Yeah, they're always amazing in bed. I don't know. Did you uh, notice anything else yeah, funny? The terrible names. Oh yes. I have, which it's not really so much in the main books we're talking about, but I have a few honorable mentions at the end where the names are just. It doesn't mean the book was bad. No. It's just like I got distracted by the names sometimes. Yeah. It's well, and it sort of it sort of lends into the theme. Like these are hockey players, and so they have this random yeah you know, name because they're famous and they got also, they're kind of like quirky and yeah they're a bunch of dudes mm-hmm. they're like they're part of a group of dudes and they're all close with their teammates or they're like college jock buddies and yeah it's the same thing with what was the two bats in uh <laughs> in the test of bailey episode yeah i think it's just sports well, players that have weird fucking nicknames what's his name again two bats travis two bats travis two bats because it was big penis this is big baseball bat and his big dick yep <laughs> Okay, let's talk about some actual books. So the first ever sports romance, not even hockey, but sports romance I read was a book that I just kept seeing recommended over and over again. I felt like it was like 
for me at least, has become the namesake of the genre, and that is The Deal by Elle Kennedy. It's part of her off-campus series. It's the first book of her off-campus series. You read it as well. Mm-hmm. I've read it twice. So have I. Yeah, it was a great gateway to the genre, to sports romance in general and hockey. It's really, really, really well done, and I feel like it has been like the benchmark for all the other hockey romances I've read. Although, when we talk about heated rivalry, that ex- <laughs> I think it's probably that exceeded everything it. out of the water. Yeah. yeah. Quick trigger warning for this one. We won't talk about it too much, but if you do read the book, there is sexual assault mentioned yeah. in the book. It's not on the page, but uh, yeah, sexual past sexual assault of a main character, and also I would say like an abusive parental relationship with another yes. character. Yes, also yeah. that. So in the deal, our characters are Hannah and Garrett. Garrett is our captain of the hockey team at Briar University, which is where the whole series takes place. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. He lives an off-campus house. I think that's why it's called the off-campus series. And he lives with three other players. They're all best friends. And each book of the series focuses on one of them. I've read The Deal, obviously. And I also read the third one called The Score, which is also actually really good. It's about, yeah, it's about one of the more charismatic playboy characters named Dean. I mean, I just love a character named Dean general it's because you like supernatural i know how can Kristen you know has, oh we need to follow jensen ackles on our instagram i mean i do on my personal one but yes yeah we need to add him he deserves all the follows and just fyi if you ever do saunter over to love and underscore podcast on instagram we only follow really attractive heroes that makes us sound so fucking shallow <laughs> i mean just makes us happy they also seem to have great personalities i wouldn't follow an attractive man just for him being attractive yeah Okay, fair. Yeah. Number one is still Sebastian Everyone Stan. Everyone needs a little eye candy, yes. Sebastian we Stan was our first follow. We didn't mention him in our last thematic, and I was like, man, if you were playing bingo, which you should in our episodes for when we mention him, so maybe okay. I'll edit that in later on. No. no. <laughs> okay. Sidebars. Yes. Love them. Okay, back to the deal. So, so Garrett is captain of the hockey team at Briar University, so he's a college player. Hannah is a music major. She's preparing for a spring showcase where she's going to sing and there'll be lots of like recording executives that come watch that she and garrett are in an ethics class they don't talk they don't know each other she definitely has an aversion to jocks in general Mm -hmm. she is an example of the the person who does not give a fuck about hero worshiping jocks including Mm -hmm. garrett anyway they have an ethics exam and pretty much the entire class fails except for hannah Garrett happens to see her A-plus grade and tries to convince her to tutor him because if he doesn't keep his grade point average up, he can't play in his game. And he's actually really smart. He's, like, excelling in all of his other classes, but he's failing ethics. And this is actually another theme is the I am a hockey player and I'm not doing well in school and I need a tutor. Yeah. That came up in a lot of the honorable mentions. In sports romance in general. Yeah. Which I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that happens. I think I tutored somebody in French in college who was a football player. But I mean, it's I don't even think it's about intelligence. I would attribute it even more to like probably like time management. That's true. Like if you are really, especially if you're at college level, I assume we should ask our cousin how he managed. That's true. I will say all the the football players, I mean, our college team wasn't good, but the football players that I did know in college, they were the hardest working guys and they they never partied because they couldn't because they always had practice. They were like really like super sweet. It's probably why our team was so shitty. They were just like really nice, <laughs> they responsible young men. They didn't men. live up to their like dude bro. No. They were attractive <laughs> though. They could have been heroes, but anyway. Okay, so yeah, Garrett, it needs help with this class. Hannah is kind of pissed at him because he tries to sweet talk her, calling her baby and stuff. And she's like, did you fucking call me baby? You know, and- A he, woman after my own heart. Yes. 
Oh, so we discussed and Tessa Bailey. I love that. Yeah. I call my husband baby now. Okay. So he basically like wears her down over like a week. He shows up at her work. He's like, he's not in a stalking way. He's just like, come on, I'll help you out. Oh, and all of her friends are like, wait, Garrett's trying to hang out with you and you're ignoring yeah, him? Yeah, like, there's definitely he's a, this. He's a celebrity. What are there's you doing? There's definitely this. And, and that leads to the hero worship, like especially in college, which is, you know, its own insular society in a way like the jocks are literally celebrities and everyone fawns over them and is that how, i mean we went to different colleges is that how it worked for you because i i mean again our teams were not good i mean my I, that was not my team thing. was pretty good i think but my t- college also i had like 20 or thirty thousand people mm-hmm. so i have no idea like i don't think i ever met an actual jock just because there was just so many people like Hmm. I'd be curious that if you go to a smaller college or you went to a smaller college I would be curious to know like how one that was good at sports yeah how the jocks were treated if they're kind of seen as like as stereotypical celebrities like they are in movies and books yeah is this realistic because I feel like in so many of these it's like going out with Brad Pitt like everybody knows who they are well that's part of the book like so her and Garrett start hanging out and then, like, people start to say hi to her in the coffee shop. And she's like, have I met you before? And she wasn't trying to get more popular, but she, like, notices the Garrett effect, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wow, okay, this is a thing. So anyway, she ends up agreeing to tutor him because she has a crush on this football player. And Garrett notices. And he's like, well, why don't I, like, take you as a fake date to a, a jock party and he'll get interested in you. He's never going to be interested otherwise because he has only hung out with like sorority chicks and cheerleaders and like your music major completely off his radar. There's a lot of like high school click elements to mm-hmm. sports romances in college. So they agree to tutor each other. They become friends. She's a survivor of sexual assault from high school. I would say this book definitely does the fake dating a little bit. It's like a small part of the story. But they essentially become friends. She opens up to him about the assault. And then she kind of commissions him to help her, I would say, get past some sexual, some results of leftovers from her sexual trauma that are still affecting her like five years later. And they develop a sexual relationship and eventually feelings. And of course, Garrett has a thing where he's like, I don't date. They're always like, I don't yeah. date. Never, they never date. Whether because of the season or they're just like, I don't do that. Yes. I don't do relationships. Yes. In that <laughs> voice, they do that. Some of her themes really resonated with me and I really liked the way that they did it. The way that Elle Kennedy described like her experience and her sort of becoming more comfortable in her intimacy with Garrett. I yeah. Just, it was just really good. Yeah. And, and, and Garrett's father, I don't think he was physically abusive, but he was pretty emotionally abusive. He's like a former hockey star. And so everyone's like always. No, he asked, was physically not was to, he physically not abusive? to Garrett, but to his mom. To his mom. Okay, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but he always like really pushed Garrett into hockey from a very young age. Garrett actually loves hockey, which is great that he didn't have that ruined for him by his father. But his father and him have a very very bad relationship, and so as Hannah like is dealing with her own trauma, like so is Garrett and. Mm-hmm. It's a really great book. It's very steamy, too. It's just great. It's just, like, it's a pretty quick read, but it's... Yeah, if you haven't read a lot of sports romance, I just, I recommend that as the, like, the gateway. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I, in addition to reading the score in that series, there's a side series, which I think is called Briar U, which focuses on four female main characters. Oh, really? Like, that follows them. And I read one of those as well. I think I read The Risk. Oh, I did read that one. It's yeah. like when she she's the daughter yeah. of the coach. Yeah. 
and she has like a forbidden relationship with one of the team players yeah Yeah. so great read um so next we're going to talk about him by serena bowen and l kennedy again um first of all i just gotta say like the two of them are such a powerhouse i've read a couple other books from them and they i feel like they tend to team up for these mm or male male gay romances and they are fucking fantastic at it like we loved this book but i've read some others that they did and yeah Great. I will say I didn't love this one as much as Heated Rivalry, but Heated Rivalry just sets the bar. Yeah, so they're very high. different though. They are very different. Okay, so let me just back it up for a second. So Jamie Canning and Ryan Wesley are the main characters in Him, which is a male-male hockey romance. And oh, I just love this book. Jamie and Ryan become friends in high school because they both go to the same hockey camp every summer and they're roommates. And so pretty quickly they become friends and then they become best friends and they like send each other gifts throughout the year and they As text jokes. during the year yeah they, yeah, they like, like prank each other yeah they prank each other and during this time like during high school ryan's realizing that he's gay and that he has feelings for jamie and he just sort of keeps it under wraps because jamie is straight and so he knows like nothing's ever gonna happen but the last night of hockey camp when they're i think 18 it's right before they go don't to college, give it completely away i'm not gonna say everything that happens but they basically make a bet and Ryan uses basically uses the bet to initiate something with Jamie and they're like drinking a little bit and some stuff happens between them and then it's like super fucking awkward and Ryan feels really guilty about it he's like I shouldn't have done anything like with my straight friend and he just basically cuts Jamie off Jamie on the other hand yeah I thought it was kind of like what happened was kind of weird I mean they're both consenting this is not like yeah, yeah. and and Ryan um, wasn't like openly gay at that point right yeah that's true so Jamie didn't know yeah so Jamie didn't know but so Jamie's like okay this is kind of weird like to do anything sexual with my best friend but like I just want you to be my best friend and I don't know why you're not talking to me so they don't talk for four years and then the start of the book this all happens through flashbacks at the start of the book both their teams are at the playoffs at the same time and it's the first time that they will have seen each other in four years and they end up talking like a little bit mm-hmm. and ryan realizes that jamie is going to go be a coach at the same camp they used to go to every summer and so he goes and calls the head of the camp and is like i can go i can coach too and i'll be jamie's roommate so basically the majority of the books takes place when they are roommates again at this hockey camp but as adults i was surprised to to that this book didn't actually take place really when they were like actively being hockey players yeah it's they're really both, mostly at the camp yeah they're both about to go be pro hockey players yeah but for the in different places too yes they were gonna be in different places i think ryan wesley is gonna go to toronto yeah i think that's right yeah and Jamie's going to go somewhere else. But he's sort of rethinking his career yeah. goals. So they, they go to this camp. And, and, you know, Ryan has realized that he has this chance to have a friendship. And that's – I think he, he secretly is harboring these feelings for Jamie. Yeah. But at bare minimum, he wants his best friend back. Right. And so – And um, Jamie feels the same way. Jamie's yeah. just like, I don't really care what happened. But, like, I need you in my life. And I miss you. And it's just really, like, pure and beautiful. Yeah. And they don't really talk about what happened mm-hmm. in, initially. And so what happens when they go to camp? Okay, so they become roommates. Can I just tell, like, the how that starts off? I mean, we know it gets steamy. <sighs> we know, gets we know steamy. that happens. But I just love... How it happened? I love how it happens. Like, outside the bar? Yeah. Oh, my God. Can I just okay. tell this? Fine. Is it but a spoiler? Okay. If you yeah. want to read this book, you definitely should. Please skip ahead a minute or two. 90 to 120 seconds because we're going to gush <laughs> about it. Okay, go. Okay. <laughs> skip ahead now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they are trying to be friends and... Ryan basically tells Jamie that there is this app for hooking up 
And he says because he, he says he's gay. Yeah, yeah, he's like I'm gay. By the way, he's There's unabashedly. This, yes, he's unabashedly gay with his team in college, and you know he's but he doesn't want his pro team to know about it just because there's a lot of stigma, and he's worried that he'll like he wants to just be a great player. He doesn't want his sexual orientation to impact like how people see him or his playing. So for now, he wants to keep it under wraps and like renounce it later. Anyway, so he tells Jamie that there's this app and then they go to this bar and this app is like really fucking creepy because you can see where the person is. Like this is not an app that should exist in real life. Did you notice don't. this? Uh, okay, so I have never been on a dating app, so I don't know. Is that not how they work? No, it'll be like, oh, so-and-so lives like 20 miles away, but it won't tag your phone. To say like you are 20 feet yes, from someone? because in this app, so they go to this bar together and they're going to have like a bro night and then... Ryan opens his app and it's like, oh, so-and-so, this guy who's messaging you is 20 feet away. And they look over and the guy's in the bar. Fucking creepy, but it's fine. (laughs) Anyway, so he starts talking to this guy and they go play pool and they're having a great time. And Jamie is like fuming because initially he's like, this is supposed to be our friend night and you are now hanging out with this other guy. And I'm like, he starts getting really affectionate. Yes. And so he's like, why does he have to have his hands on you? He's like not saying any of this to Ryan, but in his head, he's like, why do you have his fucking hands on you? Why does he have to be like touching you? having some interesting feelings. Yes. He's just having a lot of thoughts and he's like, this is totally normal, but I don't think he should have his hands on you. Like, that's not, we're not about that tonight. So finally, he just goes up to Ryan and he's like, I want to go home and you're my ride. So we need to leave. And Ryan's like, uh, okay, like, I guess I'll get this guy's number and we'll go. So they leave the bar and it's pouring rain and they're about to go to the car and... I forget how they start like arguing they about start it arguing. essentially like yeah. ryan's like why you know why are you making me leave and jamie's like why is this guy's like oh he says something like like i didn't like that guy touching you and ryan's like wait a minute what like <laughs> this sounds like you're a jealous lover and you are straight and don't have feelings for me so i don't know what's happening and then they kiss in the jamie rain kisses jamie kisses him. him and ryan's like um this is not initiated by me and I'm just going to fucking go with it because this is amazing. Actually, I think he tries to stop it after a few minutes because he thinks Jamie will regret it because... Yeah, because um, he still feels like from before, though initially when yeah. they got physical like years ago. Yeah, yeah. So... We shouldn't say too much more. I know, but... I don't want to say too much. But basically, so basically they are roommates and now lovers. So now they've got a forced proximity situation. It actually ends up being, uh, there's only one bed yeah, for portion. I mean, this book's well, got everything. Chosen, yeah. It's just a great, it's just, it's really fun. Most of the issues that they deal with are because they're going to be in the public eye and they're also currently coaching at a camp and there's like, what do they do about the fact that they're in a relationship with each other and the world doesn't know and do they want the world to know? That's like a lot of the latter half of the book. But the steam between them is awesome. It's like so sexy and they're just great There's a lot of open communication. Yeah. And okay, and if you didn't know, there is a sequel. It's called Us. Oh, yeah. I haven't haven't read read it it. yet, but I have it on my bookshelf. It's great. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's just a gushy episode. This is like a lot of sighing in this episode. I know. Okay, there's going to be even more sighing for the next book. Okay. (laughs) Drum roll. Heated Rivalry by Rachel Reed. Mm. 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 Okay. This episode should be called Love and Ilya Rosanoff because... (laughs) (sighs) He is bae. Okay. This is book two of the series called Game Changers by Rachel Reed, which is just an MM hockey series. And you know, you mentioned before, there are just like a lot of series for hockey. There's a lot of MM series too, not Mm -hmm. just Rachel Reed's. Have you read the other books in the series? No, I haven't. I haven't. I feel like anytime I look on Reddit or elsewhere and people are like, what's a great sports romance or an enemies to like a rivalry romance, this is always top recommended. Yeah. 
and for good reason y'all for I good mean, reason listen if you don't read male male romance or you haven't before and you're not sure if you like it i would start with this book to yeah. be honest it's so well done and it's so good it's yeah yeah so shane hollander and Ilya rosanoff are both hockey players this is a physical fast burn hot 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 yeah but a an emotional slow burn a really really beautifully done and the relationship it takes place over, I want to say, like, eight to ten years. Mm-hmm. So Shane Hollander is sort of, like, the golden boy in the hockey world. I can't remember for the life of me what position he I, plays. I, but. I don't fucking know. I think it starts when they're at the end of their college days. They're about to go. Pro. Yeah. So, well, so there's a flashback. So we should jump ahead. The very first scene. So if you, like, download a sample of this book. I think this book is actually only available on Kindle. I couldn't find a hard copy. But if you download a sample and just read the first chapter, I will give a little preface to that in their late 20s or mid to late 20s Ilya and Shane's hockey teams are playing on the ice together and there is this rivalry going on and it's really drawn up by the crowd too you get a little bit of Shane and Ilya's internal thoughts and dialogue about how like they just want to like fucking beat the other person and like the other one's the pain in the ass of their lives and like there's a lot of tension and Ilya's team ends up winning the game and Shane is like god damn it like so pissed that he keeps losing to Ilya and after the game Shane drives like 45 minutes out of the city I think he's in Toronto to a nondescript building where he has an apartment he goes into that apartment has beer and then a few minutes later there's a knock on the door and he opens it up and Ilya Rosanoff is there and then they proceed to tear their clothes off (laughs) I forgot that was the first yes, scene. Yes, that's the first scene. Yeah. So they hate each other and they are fucking each other behind yeah. everyone else's back. Yeah. And then the book starts to back up a little bit yeah. more into how they first got to know each other when they were like just out of college going to like the trials They're or the pros. They're about to go the pros and there was like a rookie of the year thing. And yeah. Basically, everybody pits them against each other because they've always been at yep. the top. And so publicly, there's this rivalry that, like, everybody wants to lean into. And then privately, they have a lot of animosity towards each other, even as they start their sexual relationship. It's definitely a hate-fucking situation. At the beginning. Uh, Yes, at the beginning. And even, like, that first scene before it backs up, it's some of that. When it backs up, shows you, like, how that relationship began. Um, Shane is, like, a little more quiet and reserved. Ilya is Russian and kind of brash and hooks up with men and women mm-hmm. shane has not even identified himself as gay so but their whole relationship is kept under wraps as well and even over those eight or ten years they only see each other every couple months right whenever their teams are in exactly the and they kind yeah. of plan to meet up but over the course of the book they start to talk more like outside of that shane starts to come to terms with his sexuality and it's it's such a beautiful like emotional relationship that develops between them right the sexy stuff is sexy and it's great but the emotional connection between them and the the evolution of their emotional relationship is really yeah really well done Ilya, i mean there's a reason why he's like book boyfriend of the year he's just he's so domineering and like intense on the ice and intense off the ice but he's also really sweet and caring towards shane but he, like, messes with him, too. Yeah. All the time. It's just great. It's just great. It's great. You should read it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Favor? I feel like we're going through these really quickly. Okay. The next book is A Favor for a Favor by Helena Hunting. This is actually part of a series. I forget what the series is called. 
I don't know. But she's with... she's done a couple hockey series that are like, I think the characters related or some of the characters are like children of the characters of the other series. So they're like taking place in different times. But she's done a lot of hockey series. The it's the second book, one. This is the second one. The first one is called Alive for Alive. I think I read the first, second, and third. The first one is good. It involves like a surprise pregnancy, which is just not a trope that I am that into. So, I yeah. mean, that's not a spoiler. That's like very, very early on in the book that you find that out. But A Favor for a Favor is the same universe and it takes place, it, the main character, the main female character is the sister of the hero from the first book. So the hero in the first book is RJ, his sister is Stevie, which is a really cute name for a female character. And she basically shows up in the city and is supposed to move in with her boyfriend. And she showed up two days early because it's her birthday and she wanted to see her boyfriend and she walks in and he is fucking someone else on their couch that her brother just bought them as a housewarming gift. Well, that is ruined then. It's really fucked. Yeah. Toss it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's not going to stay there. So she leaves. <laughs> RJ has uh, an apartment that the hockey team provided him. So he gives her the keys and is like, you can you know, you can stay in my apartment as long as you need. So she's kind of a wreck. She's got like, I forget what color her hair is at this point. Her hair is always being dyed different colors. Um, she shows up, she's like a mess. She's, I think she's like been crying. She's got the suitcase that's like the wheels are broken off or something. And she shows up and she can't key in the code to his door. And she's making all this ruckus. And this guy from across the hall opens his door. His name is Bishop. He's also a hockey player on her brother's team. And he assumes that she is a mistress of RJ because he hates her brother. They have like a rivalry on the team. Maybe like she's a puck bunny. Yes. He thinks that RJ, who's recently married, has a little side piece and she's like a wreck and is trying to get into his apartment and he's really rude to her. I think he calls her face a boner killer (laughs) and tells her basically to like get the fuck out. And so she hates him, obviously, and he just thinks like he's disgusted by her because he thinks that she's a homewrecker essentially and so that's their first interaction then she's studying pt and she i think she's starting like a clinical rotation so she's actually in the clinic helping people and he has an injury like his groin gets pulled or something so he can't play for a little bit and she needs more practical experience so i forget how it happens but they end up working together and she ends up you know helping him so that he can like pass on the good word for her basically and give her more experience so this book just has a lot of like really close proximity like she'll be like massaging his groin and he's like well i'm getting hard and i can't stop it because you're right here and like this is awkward and i don't know what to do and i think her ex-boyfriend now ex-boyfriend also is in the program so she sees him so there's like a little bit of bishop trying to like defend her against him yeah oh and then he speaking of like narcissistic heroes who like get around a lot he's the opposite of that bishop is i don't think he's had sex with anybody for like a year and he lives with his brother who's how like, odd for a I know, it's crazy his brother though lives with him his younger brother and he has diabetes and so some medical emergencies come into play later in the book but his brother always has women in and out of the apartment so stevie assumes that he is like a total player and is always sleeping around and doesn't realize until later that you know he's like basically celibate and yeah. So really bad first impressions and then they get, you know, much closer and uh there's there's a good amount of steam towards the end. But yeah. Did you you didn't read this one? I read it. I just didn't get a chance to reread it, but I really liked it too. Yeah. And I, I I just really like books where they 
I mean, it's class, kind of could be classified as an enemies to lover. And that's such a weird term because the only real enemies to lover for me is like a fantasy romance where they're literally trying to killing each other probably. Yeah. It mostly in contemporary romance, it's really like dislike or annoyance to lovers. But I love like that first introduction where they're pretty much like, fuck you, mm-hmm. fuck you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have a boner killer for a face. <laughs> okay, asshole. And then it kind of develops out of there. It's just, it's it's good. It's cute. It's really cute. The whole concept is really cute. Yeah. I won't discuss too much, but one of the other adjacent hockey series from Helena Hunting is the Pucked series. And I read Pucked Over. They all have really punny names. Pucked Up, Pucked Over, Pucked Off, I think. Puck off and pucked over is kind of like a brother's best friend romance. I can't quite remember the relationship, but the male hero is like a player. His name is Randy Ballistic. <laughs> so they call him Randy Balls Ballistic, I think. I have it in my notes here. Randy Balls. Yes, Randy Balls Ballistic. This goes to your funny names, interesting names comment as a theme i really like this book but i did have trouble like with the name and like taking it serious just randy on its own i just doesn't for a romance novel for a romance novel doesn't sit with me but he is very randy and he gets around and the female main character just got out of a seven-year relationship and they essentially embark on like a long distance sexual relationship every time he comes to play in her city and what i did like about it is they have really fun sex like she is like sarcastic as shit and they're making jokes the whole time but not in a way that like reduces the hotness of it or the steam factor. Hmm. Like it's just fucking funny and also steamy. I love that. So Helen Hunting has those two series, both great. Cool. I like it. Before we get to some honorable mentions, I want to talk about one other hockey romance that really stood out among the ones I read. This one was called Always Only You. It's by Chloe Lease. Always Only You. It's the second book in a series about the Bergman brothers. I read the first book a long time ago, which is called Only When It's Us. And in that book, the female... Oh, I feel like I've seen that. It's really good. The female main character is a soccer college soccer player. The male main character is one of the Bergman brothers. And he has hearing loss issues. And eventually gets like a cochlear implant or... God, I'm probably mispronouncing that. No, cochlear is right. Is it right? Okay. Always some cock on this show, I guess. (laughs) One way or another. (laughs) But so the second book in the series is about another Bergman brother, Ren, and he's a professional hockey player. Frankie Francesca is the female man character. She does social media for the team. She is autistic and she has rheumatoid arthritis. So right there makes her like a very different kind of heroine in a really great way. Frankie is dealing with her own like physical and like mental issues and things like that and kind of figuring out how to like negotiate her job and things like that but the book does it I think really really well she is definitely a grump and she kind of purposefully puts that forward as to the to the outside world kind of in a way to I wouldn't say like hide her autism but she doesn't like openly walk around saying she's autistic she's just kind of comes off as like short and grumpy and to the point Ren on the other hand is like a sunshine. This is a this is a reverse grumpy sunshine story where the female is the grump and the male is the sunshine. He's a hockey player, like I said. He is like a goody two-shoes hockey player, though. He does not hook up at all. He's actually like secretly been in love with Frankie for years, but has Aww. never pursued it because she works for the team and he doesn't want to create a conflict of interest. But he kind of starts to 
lose patience a little bit with yeah, himself. Yeah, has that ever really stopped somebody? If it's not like a boss relationship, which in real life, I could see why you wouldn't pursue it. There I don't many, know. How many conflicts of interest? Not many conflicts would keep me down. You know what I mean? Well, Ren has, you know, some backbone, Caitlin. He's just, he's just more unlike, morally upright than unlike I Unlike you. <laughs> yes. Listen, I've got a lot of stories. <laughs> I know. Down that road. Do you have one that is good for this episode? For, um... A uh, athlete, yeah. So one of my exes ran cross country at UW during college, but not while we were together. He was just like he had a lot of injuries. Did he eat a lot? <laughs> well, he wasn't actively running. Okay. So no. did, he have, did he have a six pack? So he played it in the he past. Played. You, he did. He still have a six pack because there's often the narrative he, of no, like he did. He well, played he in out. college and then it kind of stuck. He just had a six yeah, pack forever. Not how that happened. <laughs> how that happens in real life. Um. No. He. Well, he then he got into weightlifting and stuff. You know what I'm talking about. Stomach tattoos. I'm not going to say his yeah. name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was pretty fit. He's pretty fit. Sorry to my husband who's editing our podcast and talk about my ex-boyfriends in every episode. No, that uh, one episode with Tessa Bailey, we talked about you doing a <laughs> naked parade. Yeah. So that's very different. It's a good thing he supports me in everything I do. Who else did I? No, I've, 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 mo- I've dated people who are like athletic, but I haven't dated anybody on a sports team. Have okay. you? No. I've dated like sports adjacent people. Like one of my ex-boyfriends was like a sports editor. Oh, that's so cool. I I didn't know that. I, sorry, audience. I don't like sports. <laughs> I don't watch any. My whole exposure has been literally the sports romance books I read. But I got into sports. I didn't get into them. Like I kind of was exposed to them a lot more when I was dating him. And I fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was mm-hmm. also like from the northeast and super into the red Sox, which is just like a a specific fan base it is it's yeah it's the whole thing yeah yeah i will say one of my one of the things that i really appreciate about my husband is that he doesn't watch any sports mine too i fucking love it it's fucking amazing it was like on the top five (laughs) list of things that made me love him initially like taking them off i don't do it i will say i took a sports contract drafting class in law school well, that's probably and very had, interesting. Well, it was interesting, but I was like, I had we had to draft all these contracts for specific things, and you like where what kind of advertising is in a stadium. Like, I don't even know what does it look like. If you have a coach, he's gonna get bonuses for certain, you know, passing certain milestones. Like, what are the milestones? Like, what sport are we even talking about? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was at a, a severe disadvantage in that class. That's true. But I it was really interesting. The only other exposure I had to sports was I was a cheerleader in high school, so we used to go to games. Football games were fucking terribly boring but i liked soccer yeah i never went to a single again my sports teams in college were not good but i never went to a single <laughs> and you went to a sports game all girls high school high yeah. school so you didn't we have had sports excuse me we had okay. sports. caitlin and i are five years apart and we chose different high school paths i yes. wanted to go to an all-american high school <laughs> with boys and girls fucking rude be a cheerleader and like live it all up you live the american dream yeah except high schools end up being really traumatic so <laughs> as it is probably for everyone anyway you i'm chose- only laughing because it's not she what doesn't mean she like trauma trauma no but like trauma in the way of like yeah being a teenager yeah and i went to a all girls high school where there was like 113 people in my yeah, class it just and suited i loved you. it and i loved wearing a uniform and i it's why to this day i still don't know how to do my makeup and 
I can mostly put an outfit together now, but it took a long time. But then are you saying that if you're around men, you have to wear makeup? No, it's just that I never learned. And I feel like people who went to schools with both sexes, they were more likely to learn how to do it because more people would do it. Whereas like, why would I put on makeup to go to an all-girls school? Because we're trying to woo the boys in high school. Yeah, I wasn't wooing anybody until senior year. Yeah. We're really far off base. I feel like that tangent needed to happen. <sighs> it did because we didn't have any others. We just went straight through the books. Okay, back to always only you. So Frankie, the grump, Ren, the sunshine, they have a really beautiful relationship. It's a slow burn. He is very observant to her rheumatoid arthritis. Does he know she's autistic? No, he oh. doesn't. She discloses it to him at some point in the book and he receives it well. Like He is like the perfect gentleman he doesn't pity her though or like try to like help her around like she actually walks around with a cane because her arthritis is so bad and I think it's her hip that and she's only 23 but it's so bad that she can't get around comfortably but the way he acts with her isn't out of like pity or I should do everything with you like she really she got away from her family early on because she wanted to be independent and she is she's like pretty kick-ass and like takes care of herself no problem but she allows Ren to kind of step in and take care of her in a way because he's doing it in like a respectful way Mm -hmm. so it's a a really beautiful book it's just it's a very different kind of hockey story and I just really liked the inclusion of different types of characters so if that's your jam you know, pick that up. The whole series is kind of, I think, like that, where it kind of tries to introduce a different type of character. And I think as great as the other hockey books that we read are, there is kind of like a repetition. Like we've read so many hockey books in like a short time period or reread some of them. And there's definitely, yeah, there's like repeated traits and just like we were talking about the funnier ones early on. And so it's nice to see something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds really good. Mm Mm-hmm. So a few honorable mentions. I feel like we have been very focused this episode. I'm just plowing through it. Okay, so Heartless Player by R.C. Stevens. This is what the, the names. <laughs> so the heroine's name is a male female. Heroine's name is Rebel. And the male main character's name is Wolf with an E. <laughs> I don't remember why. I think it might be his last name. I can't fucking remember. They go by their last names pretty often. Yeah, but I think he, this might be his first name. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway... Rebel is an amputee, so they both have a history of parents with dealing with drug abuse, and her, she lost her leg due to an incident with her father who abused drugs. And Wolf has this reputation around campus. I think we're supposed to think that he's like, quote unquote, like heartless. That's why the book is called that. But really, it's because he's really upfront with women about the fact that he only wants to hook up. He doesn't date. And then after he sleeps with them, he's like, okay, goodbye. I told you I only wanted to hook up. And then it's a common narrative. Right. But then like that's supposed to mean he's heartless or something. But like it seems like he's pretty honorable and just straightforward with people. So I don't really I don't know. It's like a a misnomer, I think. Anyway, so his sister is in a wheelchair because there was an accident in their family. And so the whole book, he's like trying to hide this from Rebel because he doesn't want her to think that he's only with her because he wants to like know more about how to handle his sister and like interact with his sister because they have similar disabilities. Anyway, I really liked the normalizing of, like, you know, her not being abled, but I did find it really confusing at the beginning because she comments at some point later in the book that she's always wearing clothes that hide her prosthetic, so she'll wear full-length pants and shoes that cover up her whole foot, but for some reason, when she and Wolf first meet, immediately he notices that she's got 
a prosthetic. And I'm like, but you hide it. So how do you, how does everyone immediately, like their eyes immediately shoot down and see that she's wearing a prosthetic? I don't, the whole point is that she's making it so people can't see. And she never explains how he sees it. She's just like, oh, yeah, he saw it. Maybe she's not successful at it, but I she doesn't know. know that. <laughs> I don't know. That part, I was just like, I don't know how this happened. Anyway, I thought it was a good book. The Captain by Josie Blake is another one. Cord is the captain of his team, his hockey team. And he's super wealthy. And Hannah is a music major who lives in a trailer park. And her mom, like, has fucked off somewhere and is probably doing drugs, maybe prostitution. And she is trying to save up to go to grad school for classical music, but really she wants to be a singer and they meet when she's singing in a, this bar that all the hockey players have come to. So it's sort of like a mixed rock star and hockey romance and it's pretty cute. I like that one. Okay, and then finally for me, the first score by Lissa Lemire. The female main character is Kay and she's like a kid genius and a senior in college, but she's only 18. And has when like, you said kid, you worried me for a second. No, she's like, no, sorry. She was like the genius as a kid. She just turned 18, though, like two weeks before the events of the book. And so she's never had a relationship. Like she's always been ahead of her grades. So she's always been felt socially awkward. And then the main male character hockey player is Blaze. And that is his first name. <laughs> and his mom apparently like named him that. And, as, and his dad just had to like deal with it. And then his mom died when he was little. And it's the classic trading study help for de-virginization trope. Yes. Super common. Super classic. Yeah. He's, he's like somebody who's flunking his classes. He's like, can't, can't figure it out. Can't figure it so, out. So, but that's like, that is actually the exchange. Like, yeah, she's like, well, she helps him with one. He's basically, they say you have to get, you know, a C or we're going to have to pull you out of the games. And he's the captain. He's really good. So he, they set him up with her. Who's just become a tutor because she wants to like meet more people and become more social her senior year. And so she helps him and she's actually a really good tutor. She's really good at explaining things to people, even though she's really hyper intelligent and usually those people are like can't really dump you know dumb it down for the rest of us and so she helps him with one thing and he passes the thing and then he's like I need your help with my finals and she's like that's too much time I can't give you that much time I've got my own classes that are hard and then she's like well wait a minute if you take my virginity and teach me about sex so that I can catch up basically and like not feel so socially awkward and feel like okay about it then I'll help you. And he like resists it for a long time because he feels weird about that. He thinks their first time should be special. And she's like, listen, everyone I've talked to has said their first time was awful and was not special. And I just want to get it over with, which is frankly how I felt about mine too. Like I was just like, I'll just get it over with. Literally same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it actually wasn't bad. It was like, I waited to do it with somebody that I was in love with. So that was good. But like, I just picked my best friend at the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Well, see, that's not something you need that. But she's like, I trust you. Like I feel safe with you. And mm-hmm. that's a good way to go like otherwise i'm gonna have to wait a long time to be in a full relationship with somebody and lose my virginity that's interesting it's so it's kind of actually kind of like the deal on that except that was an exchange for sex it was like tutoring for like acting as a fake date and then it kind of just ended up being help me with sex because now we're best friends yeah 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 you know this makes me think or the first book you talked about heartless player i can't remember the name of this book so i'm gonna figure it out afterward and put it in the show notes but i'm pretty sure i read a book a while ago where the female is in a wheelchair I think it's a spinal injury. Like, I'm pretty sure she doesn't have any feeling in her legs. And the male is, I think he's a hockey player, but he broke his leg. So they, like, get to know each other because they're both in the dorm and they're dealing with, you know, being differently abled, having differently abled bodies, um, and they become close. And I'm pretty sure it's a friends to lovers. So it, it was good. I'm going to figure out that was and put it in the the episode summary. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Was you read a lot for this well those were pretty quick okay yeah those are pretty quick yeah 
I really love hockey romances. I'm ready to not read hockey romance for a while. Yeah, it's read it's so many. It's Except I will reread him and Heated Rivalry till the day I die. Yeah, those are great. But you don't, do you have any like super hot intimate scenes that you just like are stuck in your mind? I, I mean, first of all, like everything. All of Heated Rivalry. All of Heated Rivalry. All of it was amazing. In Favor for a Favor, I think there's a lot of scenes where she's just massaging him and he's like, it's before they actually get intimate. It's like a good, you know that like tension when you first the best, you can't actually yeah. act on anything. I, yeah. There's a lot of that. I often think like that sexual tension scenes and then like scenes where they're not actually like having intercourse, but it's everything before that is way hotter than the actual sex. There's a scene in the deal too where they like masturbate next to each other and it's super hot. Yeah. Cause he's trying to get her more comfortable. Yeah. 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 And then every scene in him too was... Anyway, um, so tell us if you have a hockey romance of your own or if you have recommendations, but we would love to hear your personal stories. We also really want to know if if you have a penis. (laughs) Just just full stop. Full stop. (laughs) Well, in general, like... Sure. We the majority of romance don't readers are, show it to are us, female. Though. I don't want any dick pics in our No. DMs. No. No. I don't I'm think so, right? No. <laughs> no. No. I mean no. we haven't talked it's a joint Instagram account and I don't want to see you can feel you can feel the dick pic DMs no, no. For, for us. Okay, so no, but the romance readership is is primarily female. So if you're a male, if you have a penis, like we want to hear from you anyway. But we also want to know, does your dick twitch in anticipation? And is that an act? Do you know what we're talking about? Does it happen? How does it, it happen? Is, when is does it, it happen? Is Why? there a better description for it? We want to know. Why is it a thing amongst hockey players? Or jocks specifically. Yeah. It's always like, I just looked at her across from the room. <laughs> she was wearing red and my dick twitched and I had to readjust myself. Yeah. <laughs> they always have boners in the most awkward <laughs> places. <laughs> um, okay. You can find us. <laughs> if you're still with us yeah you can find us on apple and spotify we're trying to figure out more platforms yeah we might we and we might by the time time we publish this comes out we're also on loveandpodcast.com that's and spell out a and d our ig or instagram and twitter handle are at love and spelled out a and d underscore podcast yes um yeah i think that's it i'm caitlin that's Kristen. this has been love and a romance podcast Go love yourselves. See you later, lovers. Mm-hmm.